Hi, this is Reagan Sutterfield. Welcome to the Christchurch Advent Devotion for Tuesday, December 14th, 2021. Yesterday, we explored Mary as a teenage radical, living in expectation of God's justice through humble solidarity. Today, we find that humility can show up even among those in power, interrupting the easy lines of who is in and who is out of God's kingdom. In Luke chapter 7, verses 1 through 10, Jesus has an encounter with a centurion, an officer on the ground of the day-to-day operations of Roman occupation. The centurion had a slave, most likely a close personal assistant that had fallen ill. In the Roman world, slavery was widespread. I've heard it said that slaves did almost all the functions machines do in the modern household, dishes, laundry, etc. And though the system was oppressive, real mutual affection was also often the case. That seems to be the situation here. The centurion, learning of Jesus' healing ministry, asked some local Jewish elders to appeal to Jesus on behalf of his slave. Here, the centurion is not too good to come to Jesus himself, but is rather honoring the sharp division between Jews and Gentiles. As a Gentile, he would have been not have been allowed to associate with someone like Jesus without making Jesus ritually unclean. As Catherine Wright points out in her wonderful book, The Spiritual Practices of Jesus, Learning Simplicity, Humility, and Prayer with Luke's Earliest Readers, from which we'll hear more soon. There is a play in the story with the modes of power and social expectation. Particularly, there is an interruption of the tit-for-tat patronage system that was at the heart of the ancient world. Note that when the Jewish elders come to Jesus, it is with a plea that this particular Roman is worthy. He has done good for the Jewish people, and so Jesus is expected to give him something back. However, the centurion himself rejects this system. He sends word to Jesus that he is, in fact, not worthy. Instead, he works from a position of humility to ask for Jesus to simply speak the word so that his servant will be healed. In this petition, he recognizes Jesus' authority over him. It is a remarkable story, one that speaks to our own time as much as it did for Luke's earliest audience. How often do we fall into the patterns of exchange and calculation of who is or isn't worthy of our time and resources? Do we not often follow the pattern of the elders in this story, believing that we owe this person this or that? Instead, through the humility of the centurion, Jesus is able to offer the gift of healing outside of any economy of tit-for-tat. It's a truth Jesus echoes in his parable of the Good Samaritan, in which all of the people who actually have some obligation to help don't, and then the person who has no obligation to help does. In God's economy of gifts, a free response of love and mercy goes beyond all obligations and systems of exchange. As we move into this season of giving, think of the centurion who invited Jesus to give in freedom, 
as an example for how we are to live into the way of faith. We are not to be bound by obligations of mutual exchange, but rather to offer one another our love and gifts from the storehouse of God's goodness. It's a possibility open to anyone willing to humble themselves enough to join in God's way, whether it is a poor peasant girl or a Roman military officer. We may be surprised who offers us God's love and mercy and to whom we are called to give it, not in return, but in our humble freedom. Thanks for joining me for this Advent devotion. Have a blessed day.